Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia coming to you on yet another wonderful week um, of discussions, debates, all sorts of news and stuff. And I have a fantastic guest with me today to talk about all uh, everything about the week and everything that I don't know happened in this week. So to to discuss and educate me both, we have today with us a screenwriter, author, columnist. and returning champion of mind podcast and podcaster herself advaita kala hi advaita hi nice to meet you thanks adit it's been a while but it's good it to be back it has been a while yes absolutely this is uh, the, the, the I, i joke that mind podcast is my also my annual check in or uh, six monthly check in with friends to see <laughs> ke, sab sab theek hai sab you know and, and then have a discussion right after that <laughs> no no so lovely lovely that you could join us um, this week um whether so you know um our viewers will our viewers listeners do know you know the 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 work that you've done and where where you based and stuff like that but one of the major reasons that whether and i were chatting offline that we wanted to talk and we want to talk about uh, a couple of issues that happened this week but one of the major issues that has dominated sort of the headlines the past month and this month is the whole crisis in joshimar right and this issue strikes a little bit home for you as well advaita so not only you know and and for me as someone who is from the civil engineering background you know whenever i see um, this thing it, it does affect you quite personally i uh, you know it, it's the gateway to the dhams um, i mean everyone knows what the significance that joshimat occupies in you know in the hindu religion basically in you know it's it's a, it's a very small city it's it's a gateway to several you know climbing expectation expeditions trekking trails and badrinath basically and you know home to one of the four peethas established by adi shankara so it was affected in the 2021 uttarakhand flood as well but what we've seen in the last two months exacerbated basically is cracks developing in houses foundation issues and so forth and um, really it's a tragedy what the locals are going through so um, you know having set the tone uh, the somber mood <laughs> and then we'll 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 get back to the other issues as as we'll we'll have a whole vintage mind podcast type discussion but we want to start with this um, so advaita what are your first thoughts about it and um, what have you heard from the ground well you know um here's the frustration right because uh, obviously i'm from uttarakhand part uttarakhand part from uttarakhand mm-hmm. and uh, the moment this started coming out in the news and the news cycle started picking it up i, I started getting called for debates and and uh, you know those kind of prime time appearances on this particular situation and uh, i declined because i didn't really know what to say because i'm i'm personally so struck uh by sadness because this is something that has been going on for a while uh we have been uh, you know we i mean as in the general public has been talking about uh the issues that uh, assail hill folk especially in uh, you know uttarakhand and and uh, these uh, this this district of course is district chamoli which is which is one of the more backward districts of the state and uh, the kind of uh, hardship that the locals have to experience the kind of um, uh you know lack and access 
of uh, facilities, you know, access to facilities. All of those things have been constantly raised, the kind of population explosion that is happening in small towns like uh, Joshimad because they are gateways to the dhams and hence, mm. you know, uh, see a lot of footfall and that generates its own kind of economics and and business and tourism, et cetera, et cetera, which, which you know, the town couldn't take. Mm -hmm. And this has been highlighted not now, uh, this was highlighted back in 1976 yes. by the Mitra Committee report, which mm. very clearly laid down the concerns with this particular town. It's a it's a town that is built on an ancient landslide. Mm. What does that mean? That means mm. it's not built on a rock, unlike other hill towns. Mm. It's built mm. on soil and below mm. that clay. Mm. And when that soil and clay gets damp, it starts mm. to shift. What Absolutely. we've also been seeing in the hills, and we saw the we saw the big flood of 2013, mm. where thousands mm. lost their lives. Mm. Mm. Regularly, see increased rainfall. We see mm. this dampening. We see construction. We see the drilling of the mm. mountains from above and from below. Mm. So, so shell it out. Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. So, so one thing I'll tell you, and I'm, I'm this I'm familiar with. Um, in terms of uh, is something called runoff, right? So basically when you have water, there is in engineering, we have a concept of water runoff. So that if there is vegetation, natural vegetation, the speed of the water goes, is slowed, slows right? Down. Slows down. Now, when you have concrete, when you have, um, uh, when you have done stuff to natural vegetation, the speed increases, right? So it's when that cool. speed increases, there is erosion, basically there's flooding, it goes into areas and um, we've seen this in Houston when uh, you saw four years ago, there was a five, six years ago, there was a big flood in Hurricane Harvey, right? Uh, 17 feet of water places. And basically what it was, was there are things where you call constructing on floodplains. So you have constructed where the river was flowing 40 years ago and ultimately yeah. water will find the way to where the river was right so there is also that debate key you know at, at what end are we hoping for uh, the whole you know um, uh, the i mean you want development of the region right but is there any urban planning that has gone across with it is there an urban planning map is there any sorts of zoning that is happening right so those are the heartbreaking issues that we see no, absolutely. And, and you know, the, the tragedy is that uh, why someone like me is so conflicted is because I'm very well aware of the realities of the hills, you know, uh, of the fact that we don't have livelihoods, we don't have any industry, we have a, we have a high rate of migration, we have ghost villages, we don't have access to medical facilities, to roadways. So for all of these things, we do need development. We're an eroding, dying culture, Garwali, our language is, is on the UNESCO's list of the most endangered languages in the world. And why are we not speaking it is because we are two, three generations out of our native places. And we've mm. had to adapt and adjust to different parts of the country where we've relocated. So I understand the compelling reasons why we need to be able to provide sustenance, livelihood, ease, convenience, the mm. fact that kids can go to school and not have to walk kilometers and kilometers and across rivers mm. on, on little ropeways, yeah. like yeah. those videos do the rounds every once in a while, which are terrifying. So yeah. I recognize things, right? And I recognize them, I acknowledge them. But at the same time, 
what are the costs that are involved? And you're absolutely right. There is, there, I mean, the Mishra committee report said that please stop construction, like make sure there is planned construction. But nobody mm. has followed that. And the tragedy is that there is such a political nexus between builders and politicians. Mm. And it's so lucrative, so lucrative that nobody really wants to uh, follow the, the right path when it comes to this. And who's suffering? The poor hill people, yet again. Yeah. Raised an important point, Advaita, about the Mishra Committee report, right? And the problem that we face in India is also that a lot of the decisions are not taken by professionals, right? You you have, and I have no issues with the bureaucracy uh, at times and stuff, but one does face the dichotomy that I, how many civil engineers are there, how many urban planners are there, how many infrastructure designers are there in the committees that are taking these decisions? Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I'll tell you my own experience. You know, I had a, I had a brief engagement with a government organization um, to write a screenplay for something. <laughs> okay, that's that's my beat, right? <laughs> I was a writer, so it's nice. You know, you don't get paid a lot when you work yeah. with the government, of course. But there's a certain prestige to it and all of yeah. that. So I worked on it, did whatever I had to do, submitted it. But after that, the babus took over. Like suddenly they were all screenplay writers. They went ahead and said, isko badalna hai, ye dialogue rakhte hai, ye karte hai, wo karte hai. So at the end of the day, you know, I backed off. Hmm. And I was like, you know, it's your party, have all the fun you want to have. Yeah. So it happened to me as a screenplay writer. Admittedly, like everybody thinks they're a writer, everybody thinks they're a crit cricketer. But hmm. I have a feeling that we do have you know, our bureaucracy does have an overinflated sense of, of itself and Absolutely. its capabilities. And, uh, and I think, you know, domain expertise is not valued quite as much as it should be. Hmm. And, uh, and let's not forget, I mean, not just the bureaucracy, but even the politicians, you know, this yeah. sort of intermingling of business interest with mm. public service. So mm. if, for example, like I mentioned earlier, you know, the polit politician builder nexus, mm -hmm. to what extent has that impacted this? Because even back in 2001, when the state was first formed, there were mm. studies conducted on the very same thing. Mm. Absolutely. And, and those were ignored as well. And, and so here is my issue, right? Like what you said, uh, they are writers, they are cricketers and so forth. The difference what I find in the West as opposed to the East when it comes to engineering is, is setting of liability, right? Like over here, like the, the engineer, when he sets a, you know, a set of plans or seals them and stuff, they are liable. They are, you know, culpable of making sure, you know, some, everything is followed and stuff. The issues over there are the same uh, issues with liability followed. I, I don't know at government level when it's followed. And if they are followed, right, what is happening if the conditions of the plans aren't, aren't met and so forth, right? So it's, it's those are the... Those are the couple of dichotomous issues sort of at, at, at interplay here. And what happens is the poor Pahari. So, okay, if you ask someone, since you are a Pahari, I'll ask you, Aapko connectivity chahiye? do you want, you know, tunnels? Do you want this? So obviously, you're going to say yes. Why, why would you not want 5G? Why would you not want ease of access? Maybe you can explain this to me because what the locals are blaming predominantly is the NTPC hydro project. 
I know. Now so I've seen two, yeah. I, I've so, seen two 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 theories, right? One is the NDPC hydro project, and the other uh, people have seen the uncontrolled development hotels and all that have yes, happened. That right? is, of course, uh, that has been ongoing for like many so years. I, I, I personally, I personally, I mean, I have to still see the detailed report, technical report, because I'm, I'm, I'm I, I, that's another thing. I couldn't get hold of the uh, the surveys that were done or you know basically i believe the government sealed or something that's been sealed now like like they're not yeah. uh, they cannot give public statements and things of that nature correct and which is kind of silly because if it's a government project if government funds are being used if there's a plan set that is being used for public safety it should be uploaded on internet for everyone to use like i, I everyone to read like if if you have done so that's that's like you doing the best with master plans like city master plans are available to yeah, the public no no even engineering plans so when when the project is bid the engineering plans are uploaded to the to the city website everybody can take a look at it if they want but adit is there is there like a security risk in doing that like a terror security risk in doing those kind of plans so having I, them no so I, I i understand no 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 so i understand you don't do existing there is there is a security risk that's what i was coming but you can come up with there are uh, summaries of what 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 survey was taken into account what are the findings what is the foundation report what is the um, urban urban and planning you know you you there are ways of doing it you can there there is a preliminary engineering survey that you can release that this is what we saw these are the challenges we uh, encountered during construction and stuff like that and this is what we did to mitigate them right so yeah. there are there are ways you can do it so i i am not at the position to comment if exactly that project impacted but i will say this that if projects like these are done where proper you know soil compaction and things like that around that are not done and aren't followed then there is a increased risk of foundation damage and stuff happening but see with engineering what happens is it's never a last minute thing right it's something that has been going on for 30 years but you ignore 5% every year and then suddenly you see there is 95% damage because ye jo the foundation damages and with what we're seeing from pictures you know i can only go by pictures i have not been i have only go can go by reports that that can't have happened in the last 5 years alone or 10 years no, but what has happened is that uh, yeah. in a matter of a month a hairline crack has become 3 yeah. feet wide so that means yes. that there is some activity that is going on in that area which is causing this kind of rapid decline you know they the locals first complained about these cracks a year ago they alerted yeah. the administration yeah. and their beef is that look we we said this a year ago you didn't do anything about it why didn't you do anything about it so that's where they're coming from but my and and i and and you know i mentioned of course the need for development this is also adit i want to highlight this uh, for your uh, viewers and listeners is this is also a border state and we have china knocking on our door all the time and a china that's been increasingly aggressive in the post pandemic world you know it's not it's not making friends it's not playing nice uh, and especially not with surprise, us surprise 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 <laughs> So yeah. this is a border state. So there are certain, uh, you know, sensitivities with a border state. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I I understand that as well. That's why I'm, I'm. If you're detecting a bit of reticence on my part when it comes to this particular issue, is because there is the human aspect of it. That's the there's the national nationhood aspect of it. Yeah. Then there's just the sheer frustration of, yeah. you know, saying that stop. this is a fragile ecosystem the himalayas will extract their revenge they're the youngest mountain chain in the world that means something 
Absolutely. No, and I always say that this is not even, see, a lot of people are like Vikas, Vinash and all this thing. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's not one versus the other, right? It's, it's, it's a problem in the world of WhatsApp and the 24-7 news that we live in. It's very easy to just portray one issue over the other. Like you said, there is an issue of national security, right? Like if you, if you uh, say what you're doing exactly, there is a national security, there is a, you know, uh, how is this helping the army and stuff like that? All sorts of issues there, right? Then there's a second issue about helping the local Pahadi population with connectivity. Like if a truck is taking two and a half hours to deliver something as opposed to 40 minutes or one hour with an updated route, you know, what is what is more important? That like, you know, things like even taking someone to a super speciality hospital, things like this, right? But then is that leading to other damages we so th that's those are the things and for that you have to have like you have to have experts advising you and not just you know uh, the, the issue is we also are in a mindset of very ribbon cutting mindset right Ki, election project so harsha bogle in 2000 so if if uh, people remember there was an ipl in 2009 that was happening in south africa where because it couldn't happen in india because of the lok sabha elections so they organized last minute. So Harsha Bhogle, the commentator said this wonderful thing that no country leaves so much till the last minute till India does. And no country works in the last minute as much as India does. And that is why you could uproot an entire tournament and have it in two months in another country. Like it is, I mean, I think about like tournaments over here, it's unheard of if you think of globally, right? So that culture has percolated into various fields, okay. Some, some milestone is happening, some local body election is happening. Let's just make sure everything is done so that, you know, this is ready. So like, the, for like the bridge, like the bridge tragedy in Gujarat, you know, which yeah. happened in November, like they rushed to open that, like you said, the ribbon cutting, cutting mentality, although that yeah. I must add was a private developer and he had his yeah. daughter-in-law and grandson at the inauguration. So it wasn't like a Babu or a, or a Neta thing. No, no, but no. no. But, but I think it's a, it's a, it's a societal mentality. mentality. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. there is that mentality. True, absolutely. And uh, and now, you know, it's at the stage where uh, usually, you know, when there's COVID, you know, we're up and about like, you know, let's do this. Let's uh, like we did Project Bully, which was this uh, initiative where we brought out COVID care packages and all to people in the hills. Right. And, you know, but this is one situation where one doesn't know what to do because people are losing their homes. They're losing their livelihood. They're being real. They're taking everything that they own in this world into one room. It's in the midst of bitter, bitter cold. I mean, the north in, of India right now is going through a cold wave, like a very extreme cold wave. So it's just yeah. worth time of the year for this to happen. So yeah. and and one really feels helpless because you don't know what to do. The government has said we'll give you 1.5 lakhs, but what is 1.5 lakhs? Nothing. I mean, I'm assuming it's an inter it's interim relief, but yeah. even if it's interim relief, they're full families that have been dislodged. No, and uh, the the point is you have to have lost a house or have to have seen what it means to lose a house to understand yeah. what people are going through. You've grown up in one place, you've stayed 20. And, and if you haven't seen, it's just hard for people to fathom. Like if you've seen on screen, it's not the same as losing. And suddenly you've been warning about something and the cracks develop in your house. And they're like, oh, you know this, you have to leave and we'll give you two lakhs for this. Right? You know, it's, it's, it's unfathomable. 
because how can you replace the mental and and, and somehow as a culture as a civilization we don't talk about mental illnesses as much as we should what this wrecks havoc on people's mental illnesses ki agar aise you know will my house be destroyed what will what will do what will be my future what will be my kids future a lot of people actually you know have made houses out of their savings as investment opportunities where they would probably you know sell something and go to a place in the village and retire and you know use this money it's there are so many things right i think the right way to approach this is and again um, once this if the survey happens and if it's found that there was some issues with construction or something the government maybe ought to buy out these houses from the people and make sure that there is a master plan developed where if there are houses that are to be demolished the government buys them compensates the people and then the others that you know you can save them and basically construct around it uh, unfortunately i just don't see now um, any way other way around it except for no i think you know what uh, uh, this is also a gateway to badrinath ji to mm-hmm. um, uh you know the uh, to auli which is which is a tourism destination to a very mm-hmm. uh, revered uh, gurudwara as well for the sikhs yeah. so i think it's going to be important to preserve some sort of town yeah no no absolutely and i think there has to be a i'm not i i don't even think that like buying is enough i think there has to be a resettlement i think yeah. that's very important they have to resettlement this uh, these yeah. people there's 25000 people is the population of this area mm-hmm. and uh, some of them will have to of course remain because this is gateway a gateway mm-hmm. and um, and uh, this we know that it sinks uh, i think about 1 and a half or 2 and a half inches I, maybe 2 and a half inches a year is mm-hmm. is the rate at which it is sinking and and also adit i want to say this this is not the only area which is showing cracks tdi in in uh, in the uh, in uh, tdi garhwal that mm-hmm. that that town is also showing cracks where the tdi dam is so so mm-hmm. it's not something that's only happening here so they need a plan they need a plan of ev- uh, action of evacuation of all mm-hmm. of these things because i'm afraid i i hate to say this but i feel like this is going to happen again in another yeah. location absolutely and, and 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 what what happens here has to happen elsewhere and then what you said unfortunately i mean i'm i'm all in favor of you know market forces coming in you know development but at this point there are times when natural you are steps away from a natural disaster and the government unfortunately has to take over i believe maybe the central government has to take over now and they have to they have to because you know the uttarakhand high court said something very simple they said above gomok don't allow hmm. more than 150 trekkers a day Yeah. no one listened to them they opened it up and within a span of i think a fortnight we saw something like three uh, three landslides in that particular area this is i mean this greed this this crazed run for money 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 exploit 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 is yeah. is just so uh, it just angers one yeah it's so insensitive it's so cruel Yeah, no, no, absolutely, and and all you need, uh, ironically, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to mesh both here. All you need is one new movie that shows a uh, thing, and everybody wants to take a picture at the same spot shown in the movie. And I'm like, "Bye, ek do saal ruk jao, yar. You're 32. You're you're not. It's, it's, I mean, you <laughs> if you can hike there, you can wait till you're 34. If you can hike yeah. there today, and and, and <laughs> what we need to do is issue permits. 
like you have the government has to issue permits to people uh, ki you know only this, so many permits will be issued right and maybe the government of india can declare this a disaster because a natural disaster because it is yeah. you're steps yeah. away from it right and and take over that and i think uh, you know pmo is already looking at this and the prime minister sort of started cracking the whip and uh, this is a state where uh, the bjp has actually come to par back to par only because of the prime minister you know yeah. i think for analysis for cnn news 18 and i was so convinced that the bjp is going to lose because there was such anti incumbency and this is yeah. one of those uh, you know flip flop states you know congress bjp mm-hmm. congress bjp prime yeah, minister like imagine narrative changed he just won the state so i hmm. think he has to really come in there and he we know he's very good at crisis management he's an ace at that and hmm. uh, he his first experience actually was with the gujarat earthquake back in i think 2001 yeah. or something is when he really kind I, of you know i, I very i very clearly remember that i was in, uh, i was affected by that uh, hmm. uh, you got out of the house and there was a st- 20 story building that was uh, rotating right above my house like this my and God. you were and i was stuck in the house for 2 minutes and i when i was running out i saw my dad being held back by f- people from the so you can't is like you can't go in like you you have to wait till everyone comes out right he thought my son's inside trapped and i was oh running God. down and uh, so and, and then when you sit out you have to wait for 2 minutes to make sure that the the building is not going to crash on top of your house that's crazy yeah so, so i mean yeah th- that's what that's what i say like what what you said right like when you've seen that when you've seen that closely you know like you are three i was probably yes. one minute away from a complete annihilation of what we worked for all our life yeah you're helpless you're helpless i mean the nature helpless. is uh, nature is a great leveler in that sense yeah. uh, that you could be anybody and and mm-hmm. if if nature decides to strike it doesn't matter and in fact that's what i always say when we talk about mr modi's rise to power like that was i mean i was i was a teenager at that time i was you know and I, i that was my first brush at seeing what the local establishment mr modi's rise to power was because of the incompetence of the previous bjp mm. radhim under keshubhai patel to deal with the after effects of the earthquake that's why he was yeah. brought and you know the biggest compliment was and i i don't normally say this on air but like one uh, about 6 uh, 7 years ago or 10 years ago sorry at one of my jobs at my internship i was talking to a structural engineer and he worked a lot in amdabad so i was like uh, yeah this and i was like yeah uh, when did you start working he's like oh since 2005 and i was like yeah 4 years ago there was such an earthquake he's like what there was an earthquake in that city and i'm like yeah and then i showed him pictures and he's like man i could not tell that there was an earthquake 3 and a half years ago and i was like you my friend have played paid the biggest compliment of the relief efforts that happened after because yes there was a loss of human lives but you know you have to, so i hope that we don't have to see another tragedy to see rewriting of the code no, i i feel very heartened by this because you know what you've said uh really makes me think that what i suggested earlier that there should be a resettlement and a new town and all of that yeah. i think that maybe that can happen and prime minister modi is yeah. the right man at the right place at yeah. the right time yeah. as always oh we're a messy country but for it to happen it's it's, it's controlled chaos right but let let's yeah. you know if when you know as we start wrapping up this segment and move into the next one we can end oh, we're on we're already at half an hour by the way we're already at half an hour you said it's a half an hour uh, podcast yeah yeah, yeah. we're already so- at so we will go on 5 10 minutes more sorry uh, yeah, no, uh, i i'm fine i'm fine i'm just uh, doing your uh, time absolutely. 
Ha, no, 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 we're fine. I mean, usually we go on with the forty forty five, but you know, when 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 you're chatting and when you're passionate about this, who who is looking at time, right? So, right. um, so that's that's the hopeful note that I would like to sort of you know go on. That uh, I th- I hope that we uh, uh, there is a sort of a resettlement program, and for the sake of the locals, the Pahadi people. Um, and the you know ye ye joshimat the badrina this is the pride of the pahadi people right i i would hate like for them to go through what they are going through and hopefully you know we see a solution on that very soon so um that's the thing but any closing comments advaita before we move on to the next topic now i just request your listeners your viewers to to keep a track of this situation as we all are uh right now of course it's a very government led uh relief and restoration mm-hmm. sort of effort but these mm-hmm. things are always long term and i always mm-hmm. feel that once uh, the media moves away the attention moves away the government also starts relaxing a little bit especially the local administration i think that's really when citizens can come in and help or people who care about the situation can come in and help so so i just request everybody to keep, keep a track of this because the people have have lost their lives in terms of not their physical life but everything that they worked for they've earned uh, generations uh, homes ancestral properties all of that so please just keep tracking this and uh, do help at a later date when we have more clarity on their situation I think you're on mute Adit can't hear you can't hear you now can't hear you yeah now i can hear you yeah. so i think the, i i just hope that there are <clears throat> there are there are situations where basically people uh, people can contribute to relief efforts and things like that and uh, you know help out the locals because there are many people that are concerned and when that happens we'll tweet 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 it out from our account uh, we'll advaita's account as well we'll be actually be absolutely tagged on youtube and her uh, thing and uh, and you know do watch her uh, podcast as well the sunday club that she does a wonderful yeah. Uh, podcast where she talks about you must uh, come on it sometime are there ah, absolutely we, we haven't done one since uh, the american election so i uh, look for maybe maybe I in the know. next few weeks just uh, we do it at 7 pm and it's a crazy time for you so i'll nah, just nah, keep उटिंग discussing um the sir sanchalak of the rss mohan bhagwat did this interview to the organizer and as usual it was uh, you know in the news and stuff more for what he didn't say rather than what he said because <laughs> you had you had five or six media outlets basically look at this interview and you know start drawing their own conclusions right on on what what he said and that's why i said what he ki matlab the funny thing is when you have nothing between the lines then there is nothing to read between the lines but people do try and read between the lines so so let me throw it to you advaita what what did you think about the media discussion on it and what do you think was the interview about and what did they take make it about i mean it's such an old toolkit or playbook mm. that they work from 
you know, you read the interview in its entirety. It's conciliatory. It's wise. It's inclusive. It's topical. It's current. It doesn't shy away from addressing even issues like homosexuality. You know, which you went around painting them as some his, uh, you know, archaic and regressive and patriarchal organization. When when they actually speak for themselves and they say things that are completely on point and relevant mm. and have empathy for mm. the human experience yeah. in the social context of today mm. is I think, I think is something powerful. And I think it's something that should be acknowledged, but instead, mm. what do you have? You have this similar sort of propaganda mm. machine that kicks in. Right. And mm. then uh, they're intentionally misunderstanding, intentionally yeah. trying to spin meaning out of the most innocuous things. But I've been observing this for like a decade now, very closely. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what I've seen increasingly with time is mm -hmm. that the people, especially the leftist liberals who do this, are mm -hmm. becoming less and less effective in the way mm -hmm. they're able to communicate their point of view mm -hmm. to the extent now that they're not even taken seriously. So they have in a way to, you know, to set up this bogey of, of, uh, of, you know, this, this one villain, which is the RSS and mm. hence spinning things out of context and attack, 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 even when there doesn't need to be an attack, mm. they have delegitimized their own position to such an extent that nobody even takes it seriously. So mm. if I would say six years ago, you know, their arguments got a certain amount of traction today. Mm it's barely a blip and I don't know why they're not reading the, <laughs> the writing on the wall and mm. why they're putting up Rahul Gandhi now as some mm. sort of Anchurian candidate, I guess, <laughs> uh, to term loosely to, 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 you know, forge ahead in the same way, attacking the same things, using the same old arguments mm. and really delivering zilch in terms of any kind of political uh, turnaround. Yeah, so the, the they say the definition of stupidity is uh, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, right? So you yeah. have the live manifestation of that in the Bharat Jodo Yatra, where he's doing again the same thing, again saying the same thing and hoping for some sort of a cataclysmic different result. So And how can you be talking about Bharat Jodo Yatra and then demonizing a, to a whole section of society? Yeah. Yeah. Section of society who, uh, you know, when he was talking about the RSS, you know, there's Charles <clears throat> have actually gone on record and said that, look, the man is doing something good by walking across the country. It takes a lot of effort. So yeah. let's not be too critical. So that's the response you're getting from them, mm -hmm. which is avuncular, you know, <laughs> and encouraging. Yeah. <laughs> and here you are on this rabid hate agenda. And then you have the gumption to sit there and say, oh, we're all about love and joining people together. No, you're about joining certain people together. Absolutely. And you're about joining people who subscribe to your point of view together. You have no interest in people, which is the majority of the population, who don't subscribe to your view. No, and what's funny is when they say this is about politics, I was like, okay, if you're the, about that, then quit politics. Why are you in politics? If you are in politics and do something, it is always and always going to be political. No one's, no one's buying that anyway, because I mean, no, no, yeah. they, they say things like uh, the Congress presidential election was happening and the Bharat Jodo Yatra was happening. So they said, oh, you know, literally like... Both very uh, relevant. <laughs> yeah, the, the Congress presidential election is like a sideshow. You know, the main thing is the Bharat Jodha. And I'm like, my God, the Congress president, 
in the original Congress, this is, I keep reminding people, this is not the original Congress. It is not the Congress of 1947. After that, mm. there have been many splits, many divisions, and it's gone on to become a family firm, which is the yeah. avatar that we see it in now, which was that split with Indira Gandhi, which Indira Gandhi kind of was part of back in the, I think, late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. So, so, you know, that... That's it's not that Congress to start with, it's it's a family firm and and in that family firm, uh, resurrecting Rahul Gandhi is of far greater importance than uh, you know electing a president for the party. Absolutely, and when you talk about splits, there were so many splits within the nineties. There was this All India Congress Tiwari led by the infamous Pahadi Minister and Mr. Chief Minister Mr. N D Tiwari and Arjun Singh. You know, I had scandalous. to scandalous. That's why that's why I brought in the the Uttarakhandi reference. Uh, he was the first, the second chief minister of Uttarakhand after Bhagat Singh Koshyari in two thousand two, and uh, the the joke was he couldn't become CM of UP, so unko Uttarakhand. The first CM actually, I think, wasn't he? No, the no, first? second. So the the Koshyari was appointed because uh, oh, that that's time right. he that's was right. carved out, na? Then he was elected. Yeah. So. That is the only thing I do well in my life, uh, analyze elections in India. So <laughs> that is why I speak with such confidence on that. Well, but, there, are lots of elections, there are lots of elections that happen in India every year. So you're in business. Uh, every year. Uh, uh, absolutely. It makes it entertaining. But no, you're right. So it's, you know, to, 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 to you know, to conclude this, Mohan, what Mohan Bhagwat said, right? About even there was a comment about, he said about Muslims that he was completely taken out of context. I think Ram Madhav wrote a piece about it on Indian yeah, Express right. as well. Uh, it's a very, very good piece on Indian Express. I suggest everyone to read it. Uh, now I think they've taken it behind the paywall, so everyone should be able to read it as well. So, yeah, they have this thing called premium article and three days later it goes away. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's why. Um, um, but the bottom line is, I have always said that if you want to take on someone politically, you present an idea. If you keep on bashing an idea, which is actually agreed to by a majority of India without, and you keep on bashing it without any context to follow, you are actually going to polarize opinion in favor of that, right? So what I think the Congress is happening is in trying to accuse the BJP and RSS of polarization, they are counter, they are doing reverse polarization where people are galvanizing anyone but the Congress, right? And you saw some of it in, some of it, the counter effect of that in Gujarat, where Ahmadmi party was rising in some seats and stuff. So the BJP's vote share goes from 49 to 52%. So where does that additional 3-4% come from? Most and likely, this is when they said in Gujarat that Congress has a fixed vote share of 30%. Exactly. That's eroded. And for decades. And, no, like and, Congress, ha, and Congress went to, I think, 26%, if I'm not mistaken. So you're very right that that 30%, usme se 3 or 4% clearly went to the BJP. And th 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 so they are saying that if we are loyal old Congress voters decided to switch to the BJP rather than going to the party because you keep on, you know, keep on going. I am telling you, this was the Congress was an idiot last to not win this election. After what happened last time, this was the Congress's election to win. I I'm not saying six yeah. months ago. Hmm. So, but you know that is because um, you know the last time round where where it was this heavily contested elections etc etc it was because there was the patidar agitation. So what I've noticed about the Congress is that they are not able to generate issues on their own. What yeah. they can do is uh, or what they try to do 
is is you know to ride an issue so if there is yeah. an issue that comes up and there's an election around the corner then they'll jump yeah. on that so for example uh, the joshimat issue will not be that relevant to them but had the same issue happened last year with the election in february coming mm-hmm. up they would have jumped on it jumped so on. it's it's a very sort of self uh, serving kind of yeah, strategy yeah. and and uh, the patidar uh, elect, uh, you know uh, issue really helped them the last time around they wrote that one they took in the hardik hardik and all these other young guys in and then of course subsequently those guys realized exactly what's going on and now they moved to the bjp alpesh thakur and uh, hardik no, pandya also the bjp realized ki unko ek bar ticket de diya to their their agitation is also over abhi 5 no, years later but, the... <laughs> but they were their poster boys right so they were their poster boys in the last election so they were not able to hold on to them and they were not even able to hold on to the gains they made they did a decent yeah. they had a decent showing so they just lost it completely, completely. so there's a real rethink that they have to go mm-hmm. through that everything is not just linked to elections now they in in himachal the pension scheme that they promised uh, yeah. montek singh alwalia who was uh, who was part of uh, their very very significant part of their whole uh, economic mm-hmm. uh, plans and i don't know what what was the, what was that committee the chairman of the palani commission yeah yeah correct and very close to manmohan singh etc etc has criticized that program yeah and that says a lot so yeah, absolutely but right now rahul gandhi only listens to raghuram rajan apparently <laughs> so did mr rajan no no because he was mr rajan joined in bharat jodo yatra right so someone was like what do you make this and i'm like this is uh, mommy's appointees joining their son's latest hobby so i was like if 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 there is no, a very maybe good... what's happened to sam petroda who was the other kind of nri that was who, very active who knows ha no no he is absolutely no no so the, sam they they had sam petroda do uh, videos in gujarati and i'm like my god i was like the biggest <laughs> <laughs> to for the gujarat elections and i'm like my goodness this is i was like this is when when the janta party merged right this is like getting devagoda to go to bihar and campaign for the rjd in patna right this is as as insane as that like doing i was like even people in gujarat don't know that sam petroda is gujarati <laughs> so uh, and it's very funny it's it's like when, when and when, and he speaks pretty well gujarati right pretty decent gujarati maine usko gujarati mein i think i heard him about a few years ago he was doing some religious like with morari bapu he was doing a speech or something like that and uh, i'm like this is very funny like i was like ki uh, uh, this is all that congress has and congress has a couple of very good leaders in gujarat uh, uh, who were given a free hand in 2017 because they didn't think they have a hope in hell but mm-hmm. like i had traveled across the state in 2017 and i was i was shouting from the rooftops that boss i see congress gaining in saurashtra big time that's where they gained this time yeah. this time they dropped the ball no local congress leaders was were even interested and if you talk to the local people they were saying ki 15 20 seats usse zyada nahi aayenge wo khud hi bol rahe the 15 20 seats no. ha so we thought that they were underselling themselves but they were actually showing the right picture <laughs> No, and Rahul Gandhi's yatra like, conveniently avoided all the states that they were elected. Yeah. So no, that's what I was saying. How can you how can you be a yatra in middle of an election? And I'm like, I'll go here and 
like he it actually mapped the map of Gujarat, and he did one rally in Gujarat and zero in Himachal. And so Pallavi Ghosh, who comes on our Sunday club a lot, she's a very very old uh, like a veteran Congress uh, beat reporter. Absolutely. Said that when she was in Gujarat, she spent about a month in Gujarat, and she said when she was there, that was the one day that Rahul Gandhi was coming for some rally or something. And she says, you know, first of all, the local leaders, Congresses, they were fighting. Poor guys, they were doing their best, mm. and uh, their posters and all didn't have. डिस्कनेक्ट And Himachal, he didn't go to at all. Ha, so, so Himachal, they found a way. They credited Priyanka Gandhi. They found. <laughs> so, कौनसा कौनसे गांधी को credit कहाँ करना है? That is the uh, thing. But yeah, Gujarat में तो it's completely <clears throat> completely gone. And unless and until, I mean, there is still a fertile. I mean, for God's sake, BJP replaced chief ministers in between the election. You know, Vijay Rupani was gone, and Bhupendra Patel mm. came in. You had a chance. Whenever a party replaces chief minister, but instead you did so badly that you instead gave BJP the biggest mandate in the history of Gujarat. <laughs> like I was like, there has to there has to be screw ups, and there has to be monumental historic screw up, right? Yeah. This is like, yeah. This is this is like what Himesh Reshamia goes on this mind blowing, rocking history type of bakwas crew up like that is what it is. But but we've gone. But to start wrapping up because we've gone way over time and Advaita, you've been very kind. You've been very kind. Not at all. I had such fun, Adit. I had a great time, and uh, and of course, uh, please do come on the Sunday Club. We're a very rowdy, rowdy bunch, like they say in the I, south of the country. Uh, We're rowdy. Don't worry. Rowdy. I, 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 I'll fit right in uh, because I I can't do. मुझे तहजीब वाली commentary आती भी नहीं है. So one one I have to ask you something before we wrap up. Is one thing we do is we give a recommendation, a non uh, non political recommendation. Could be a movie, could be a book, everything you've read. And since you are a screenwriter and an author. You cannot let me down and give me some political recommendation. So you have to, you have to recommend of something good you've seen or watched or you know. Oh, watched! Uh, I'm, I'm actually reading. I'm doing more reading than watching right now. Imagine that. You know, but what I'm really into, I, I'll tell you what I have been tracking very closely is the Idaho murders. Okay, oh. the true. Oh, yeah. That's that's what's happening. Those uh, you're a true crime, true crime documentaries fan. True crime, and 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 as you know, I went to school in Georgia, which yeah, is a small yeah. private school. Uh, you know, with very similar kind of lifestyle, similar town. Uh, you know, totally get what they mean by you know that lane, uh, the little shop areas, the bars, or the grub truck, and all of that life. Yeah. You know, the lifestyle just just. Resonates, resonates. and it's so tragic, and it's it is just uh, so. I've been watching a lot of that, and I was actually very relieved when they made an arrest because I can just imagine, you know, small town kind of terrorized by a crime mm. of such brutality. Mm. So I have been tracking that, and uh, that's one thing. And then the other thing is, of course, uh, reading. So Ruth Ware is one of my favorite writers, and she mm -hmm. has a new book called The It Girl. So I've been reading that thriller. Fascinating. and that's about it 
that uh, excellent excellent i i my recommendation is a show i watched this week and it blew me away it's called uh, trial by fire on netflix it's on the upar cinema tragedy the oh, the uh that um, it, it shocked me because i mean first of all you have to understand like a lot of there are no accounts that mm-hmm. detail explain ki andar hua kya i mean there are accounts but you know this, this is not like a tragedy where everything was captured on camera that you can recreate so mm-hmm. the director has to be complete and it does not go into it does not exploit the wounds of the parents and the performances mm-hmm. of the mother especially i think it's rashmi deshpande it it haunts you the silences because uh, the, the I think the magic of cinema is, and you are a writer. You know what you can do with silences, what you can do with a camera and pauses, right? And this is this is what this is what hit me the most. And I I found the show was it could have gone into a very exploitative mode. It can it could have gone into a very gory mode, but it's neither exploitative nor it's you know uh, 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 preaching to the choir or something. It's very very uh, underfed. Yet you feel so strongly about what happens, mm-hmm. and it does not go into a lot of issues which are known. right it goes into what the human tragedy is and that's what i want india finally gets human tragedy right is what a review read right on streaming because on t on movies we've done it but on streaming we've had an issue portraying human tragedy so i i hope that changes you know as as a student of cinema you probably know how you know the 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 way the west has portrayed human tragedy and how you want india to write human tragedy probably are two different yeah. things I wasn't. I mean, I did see that. You're right. I did see that on uh, on Netflix. But but being from, you know, having grown up in Delhi and this being such a big case there, that it was it was so depressing and it was something that it's very disturbing I, to watch. It's it's but, very yeah. I wasn't wanting to watch it, but now that you've spoken so highly of it, I will uh, attempt to. I mean, I so I I would say it obviously has its. It's not a five on five show. It has its flaws and stuff. But my point is. compared to what the shows we used to make about human tragedy this is a giant yeah. leap forward and that is what uh, that is what i want like this is what i would want where the camera is not exploiting the emotions rather than just showcasing them and you are the judge rather than you know yeah. the yeah. but uh, but thank you advaita this has been great uh, we'll have you back definitely on mind podcast and i look forward to being on the sunday club as well so, yeah we must have you on the sunday club although you'll be in the morning and we'll be winding out down for the day but i think our energy levels will match ha no no i'll have my coffee na so that okay. that's that usually gets me up and running but but uh, okay. guys like and subscribe on advaita's youtube channel please follow her yeah. on twitter and uh, we'll be back next week with more till then it's goodbye from us and uh, take you. care bye everyone